back to another uh, podcast, uh, Garner Station. And uh, today we have with us two uh, experts in the commercial real estate business here in the Triangle area, Ed Brown and Jimmy Barnes with NAI Tribe Properties. And so, uh, Jimmy and Ed, thanks for coming out and talking to us a little bit sure. about today. I think uh, to kind of begin the conversation about commercial real estate in the Triangle, but more especially in Garner, um, talk about a little bit about your history, guys, because you all are titans of the commercial real estate <laughs> business, right? Um, you, you're saying that. Is Jeff. that right? Yeah. All right. <laughs> hey, I'll take that. Um, yeah. Jimmy, I know well, both of you guys have been in commercial real estate for decades sure. here in the area. Um, I guess we'll start with you, Jimmy. Give us a little bit about kind of sure. your background and, and how you've gotten to where you're at today. Sure, sure. So um, it, it has been a while, Joe. You know, <laughs> I've been telling everybody for the last five years that it's been 20 years. So uh, you know, if that gives you any idea, over 25 years in the business here, primarily, uh, well, actually, the majority of those 25 years with NAI Carolinian Realty. Right. And uh, in a capacity from a brokerage standpoint, but also seeing uh, some of our partners and clients doing development, anything from industrial to office. And then, of course, we've been involved in tremendous amount of land sales throughout the uh, region. Ed and I have been together for 25 years, and then recently we merged with Tri Properties with Greg Sanchez, and so we're now at NAI Tri Properties. And it's been a great two years. COVID was a little bit of a struggle, but we were able to continue to stay focused with our clients. And we're coming out of it uh, in a pretty good sp uh, spot, I think. So, uh, but again, you know, here focusing in the triangle uh, in a lot of different uh, areas, and that's a little bit what I've done. You know, came here right after graduating from the, you know, Appalachian State and the Mountaineers. The so, greatest uh, institution yeah, of higher that, education right. in the state of North Carolina. You, 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 you know that institution, and it, it just so happens we're, you know, yeah. in the middle here is so yeah. a little yeah. bit of the Carolina yeah, blue. Know. But uh, There's always going to be an odd man out. That, that, that's right. right. That's odd right. man out. Right. That's right. Well, but that's Ed, a little bit about me. Yeah. Well, well, Jimmy and I have been working together for, uh, he says, 25 years. I think it's more like 30 <laughs> I years. Think right. and I think it is. If you, if you look back on when we both got into business, it's probably been more like 35 <laughs> years ago. But, yeah. uh, you know, I tell people it, it feels like maybe five years. And it's been, it's been a treat to be in this area. We're, we're lucky to see what's transpired over the years and the success that all the communities garner and all the other communities in Wake County have had. And I see the trend continuing. And, uh, um, you know, I, I grew up in Fuquay. I, I, I tell folks we used to grow tobacco, now they grow houses. And Garner is kind of the same. The <laughs> yeah. same. I mean, all the communities around Raleigh have, have benefited from the foundation that was laid many, many years ago in the Research Triangle Park. And sure. we're all, we all need to be thankful for, for, for the founding fathers that created the Research Triangle Park that has just spurred a lot of good business opportunities for everybody in the area. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, Joe, Ed hit on something there in our career. We've been affiliated with NAI, which has offices all around the country. And so we're, we're talking to other offices uh, you know, on a weekly, on a monthly basis, Ed's on a monthly call with industrial developers all around the country. So what Ed touched on as far as we're fortunate to be here, uh, I mean, that's a national uh, thought there. I mean, there's certainly other you know, areas that are doing as well as we are, sure. but there's certainly other places in the country that uh, 
uh, again, we're just fortunate to be where we are. Yep. I mean, we're fortunate and, and everybody else wants to be here. That's right. So, I mean, there are investors from all over the country, all over the world. It, it's not that they necessarily want to invest in an apartment or an office building or an industrial building. They just want to invest in this region. That's right. right. That's and right. and I don't see that trend slowing down. I mean, it's a diversification of of portfolios that want a presence in the southeast and more specifically in the Raleigh, Durham, Garner, Wake County, uh, Durham County, and surrounding county sure. area. Well, I know on the you know as economic development director. Uh, here in Garner for the past couple of years, we have seen much more, much more volume from outside money. Right. Looking, yeah. especially in the Northeast and California, and now Texas, right. looking trying to come into the triangle, and they're looking for everything from, you know, apartments to to single right. story uh, medical office buildings, whatever they can get their hands on. And it isn't necessarily Garner, right? Even though we would love to think so, it's the triangle. That's generating that interest. That's right. But I think that's also something that's really interesting that with you, with you two in particular, um, is not only do you get 35 years of brokerage experience in this area, but you also get the access to offices all around the world that you can pull uh, you know, statistics from or, right. or, or leads from or anything. And I think that's something that, that's, you know, maybe not, you can't get that every, in every brokerage house. And that kind of leads me into uh, the thing that I'm really glad to talk about today, and that's the investment that your clients are making in our community. Um, and so, you know, Jimmy, if you will, talk a little bit about Widgeon. Sure. Uh, Widgeon. Sure. sure. I sure. mean, they, they have really hit the Garner market hard. They, they, they really have. They re really have. So uh, we're fortunate, fortunate to work, be working with Widgeon Properties. They are a local development uh, group that uh, several years ago they established Widgeon with uh, Whit being a general, con or Al being a, a general contractor and then his partner Whit Brown, uh, who has worked with me in the past and is uh, uh, knowledgeable from a brokerage standpoint and from a leasing standpoint. They put together a group and their goal two years ago was to develop industrial uh, property uh, and, and focusing primarily on the Triangle area. Uh, we had some success out in the Briar Creek area, and then recently we had some success here in Garner with our latest project over on Sigma Drive, uh, which we were able to get uh, built and sold. And then we have focused on the uh, uh, 4070 area, which is Greenfield Business Park. Uh, Ed's been involved in that park for, for years, and so we were able to uh, buy some land from Ed and his uh, ownership group. And um, the reasons that we are here is uh, location. Uh, 40 and 70 just provides a location for end users to provide product to, for all the growth that's happening in this area, uh, whether it be the residential growth and, the, and, and all the vendors that supply, whether it be countertops or plumbing supplies or whatever that, uh, uh, that may be. And then the e-commerce. This location is you're able to locate here and provide the e-commerce that's happening from this area to the eastern part of the state. So there's a lot of demand to be in this location. There's a lot of growth as far as employees and residential. And then there's been some developers in front of us that have been successful here. Yeah. And then you've got land that's available, zoned water and sewer, and you've got a municipality like yourself that is uh, that is supportive of what we're trying to do. 
So we're uh, we're awful glad to be here, and I wish uh, wish there was more land that we could get. <laughs> so, you but, they, both, but yeah. thanks for thank, thanks for for your, for the you know your help. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and trying to make it successful for all parties. Absolutely. Well, I think yep. you know there's there's a lot going on, but I think you hit on a real key point that drives the Garner market, and that's our location, right? And it is the e-commerce, but it's also access to to people, yeah. the talent. And I know there's a big interest at Town Hall in, in trying to really diversify the local economy and continue to see jobs created here in the community. And that's one of our biggest selling points, yeah. is you can get from Garner to downtown Raleigh in 10 minutes. That's right. And, and Joe, you can't underestimate 540. No. no. I, I mean, think what's, what's happening there? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know it sounds a long way off, but all of our clients, that comes up. Sure. Sure. So. Well, in two years, right? They'll have that's right. Loop. That's right. And I know Fuquay, I know Ed, you're from Fuquay, but they're, I mean, they stand to gain a great deal from that being uh, completed as well. That's I think right. the whole southern end of Wake County and even Johnston County right. is going to see a huge uh, win off of that road construction. Um, well, switching over to a little bit to the bigger box institutional kind of grade warehousing product, you know, you, uh, Ed, are representing a client that wasn't here, what, three years ago? Yeah, <clears throat> so Nyer, Al Nyer Corporation, is they're based in Cincinnati, but they, they saw this region as an area where where they and their investors wanted to invest. And, and Garner is their first, uh, first development in the area. And I think they, they stepped back and they, they cited all the items that we've been talking about, close proximity to, to the population growth, the highways, 540, um, close proximity to downtown Raleigh, and availability of land. So, uh, you know, just having the opportunity to find land and infrastructure and the zoning and a town that's willing to work with them was the reason they located in Garner. The first building they built was 150,000 square feet and it was pre-leased prior to the end of construction. So that was the test to, to verify that uh, they weren't pioneering it. It was by far not a pioneering lo location. Duke Realty had built out at uh, Greenfield North um, it was obvious that uh, it was the next location to develop, and they're off to the races building uh, three speculative warehouses right now. And the first promo that we have, in addition to all the incentives that you offer from, from your office, <laughs> Thanks, is, is yeah. the infrastructure and the roads being developed yeah. with 540 coming from Highway 55 over to I-40, and then the next leg going from 40 up to I-87 now. And people see that, and they say that, uh, you know, we want to be close to the, the, the distribution net networks, and, and the size of the tenants are continuing to increase in size as we become a larger, more populated market. And what used to be, you know, a 20 or 40,000 square foot lease was big five or six, seven years ago. Now it's 150 to 250,000. Sure. And it'll, I think it'll continue as the region region grows. Well, I know I noticed uh, kind of thinking a little bit about that. I've noticed over the couple of past years is that we went from 24 foot ceilings to 28 foot to 30 now 32 and now you're building a 36 foot. Yeah, and 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 a lot of it, I mean it's it's the technology that the tenants have to, the 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 lift trucks being able to go higher, the sprinkle systems allowing you to rack higher, um, the the cost of the space dictates that the tenant learn how to make every cubic square foot work. Sure. I mean, granted, costs, I mean, costs are going up for everything. I, I was going to ask you all this. I mean, in both y'all's projects, I know Widgeon's got hundreds of thousands of square feet planned. Al Nair's got 240,000 square feet 
constructed today with another 240 on coming on the back end. 420. 420. Yeah. I mean, the rising, I mean, looking for a house a day, the rising cost is, is, is unreal. How, how do your clients, your, the developers, sure. how are they handling that? They, they've got to commit to the space. They got to commit to the material nine to 12 months ahead of time. I mean, they've got to make the commitment and lock it in as soon as they possibly can. And it'll probably be a 10 to 12 month lead time before it can be delivered to the site. So, so it, it's a, a year in advance and on, yep. in a year you hope the market still is still the same. there. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a challenge. I mean, it's, it's speculative and, and, you know, things can change, but, Absolutely. but the trend is e-commerce is not going away. Um, you know, just in time was a concept five or six years ago with the pandemic and the supply chain. Now tenants are building up inventory. That's going to be the trend that'll continue. You got e-commerce building up inventory and more companies trying to be more like Amazon and delivering everything. So they're, they're following the Amazon model and having more distribution centers throughout the country. So I think the demand is going to be there way into the future. It's not, it's not a fleeting type of a scenario. It's going to be, it's going to be a demand that we see impacting the market for the foreseeable future. Right. And, 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 and Joe, to Ed's point, so we've got uh, 98,000 square feet under construction right now, 35 foot clear, institutional grade. And then we've got another project, we've got another 27 acres at the corner of uh, Greenfield Boulevard and Waterfield. Mm -hmm. We'll do another 150 and 260s there. We have the steel packages for all of those buildings already purchased. And in whether it may be the one at Lawrence, uh, Lawrenceville, that's already made and ready to go. Sure. But so the timing for us to build the other 150,000 feet, you know, that'll, you know, the timing will be such that when we get ready to start there, we'll have it. But, you know, they had to commit to that well in advance. But everything from the dock doors, when you're buying the dock doors to the space heaters, those are creating some issues <clears throat> from a delivery standpoint. Now, the cost, you ask about the cost, yes, Increased cost, and, and I think at the end of the, the day there, some of that's going to be passed through to the tenants in yeah. rental rates. Yeah. And then potentially some of that will mean that the return on your building may not be where you originally wanted it to be, but you got to still have it uh, pretty close, sure. or, or it just doesn't make any sense. But uh, all of those things are affecting us. But, uh, but we, we've got uh, their... You know they're familiar with that, and so they're they're dealing with it accordingly. So, in, in y'all's experience over the past you know, thirty-five years, you ever seen it like this before? No, no, <laughs> no. I mean, we're in unprecedented times. I mean, it, quite frankly, there's there's it, there's never been a better time to be a seller, and it's never sure. been a tougher time to be a buyer, a right. and and or tenant. Yeah. The you know the tenants you you know you on the tenant representation side of the business. Five, six, seven years ago, you'd have a sheet like this front and back of options. Now you might have one line of options. And, and um, so it's a challenge. It's a challenge for companies. And, you know, they're not in the market on a five- or seven-year lease. And when they're suddenly thrust into this market and they see where the rental rates have gone and how limited supply that is out there, it's, it can be breathtaking. Yep. I mean, it can... It can um, it can uh, challenge even the, 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 the hardiest tenant, but it, it's, uh, it's kind of the world we live in. And, 
The fortunate thing is, you know, the market kind of delivers what the market needs to deliver. And there are a lot of developers trying to find opportunities to build more to, to meet the market demand. Absolutely. And, and, and a lot of the tenants that are coming into the market, new to the market, but have operations all around the country, this is still a very uh, efficient and uh, cost savings for them when they start comparing to their location in Boston. Yeah. Well, I was going to uh, say. Or, or wherever it may be. You know, you know, cents for cents and dollars for dollars. Garner has traditionally been a for very affordable place. How do we rack up compared to even what the western side of the county where RTP's at? And then, of course, you mentioned Boston. I would assume we've yep. got to be. Yes. We've got to be. Yeah. Much cheaper than, than San Diego, Boston, Atlanta. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what what's occurred, Joe, is that the vacancy being around 4%, 3 to 4%, it is, it's pushed up new product rental rates, and it's also pulled up Class B second generation space. Absolutely. So these, these existing landlords have benefited from all that's going on with the vacancy going down so low. So it's pushed up. So there's really not a huge discrepancy between new product and second generation product. It might be 10 or 15%, but not not 25 or 30 percent well that would be the place to be if you had one of those old kind of metal corrugated in, uh, industrial oh. buildings from the 90s and 80s and you, Th those landlords are benefiting yeah. those property you owners know, are benefiting remember, from what's uh, going on in the market whenever i first started here man you get into space like that for three dollars a square yeah. foot and now it's yeah. it's triple yeah. well if now you, it's 550 and yeah. a new building might be 650 that's or 695 and you've got just as many investors looking for that kind of product yeah. as they are yeah. the the, the new product for the reasons that you just said. Absolutely. <laughs> and it that just, Ed said as far as the increasing rental rates. It just makes a, it makes a ton of sense. Well, speaking of that, I mean, on the tenant side, I know you guys represent developers, but you have to work with tenant reps all the time. What's leasing velocity look like? Are you seeing a lot of interest from the tenant side coming into this market? Is I assume most of it's going to be on the on the distribution side, but are you seeing a mix of maybe industries you haven't traditionally seen? It, it's a mix, and we're we're as diversified as we've ever been, which is a good thing. I mean, back during the tech bubble burst, I mean, there were there were companies delivering to to Nortel and to IBM, and they were manufacturing things. And then that market went away, and then our vacancy went up to about thirty five percent, one of the highest in the country. Is that right? And now we're real diversified. I mean, we're we and and we and we've got the benefit and the fortunate opportunity to also lease the life science companies that a lot of life science companies have come in and and done 10 or 15 year leases on traditional warehouses and just modified it accordingly to, to their particular need and and so a lot of markets throughout the country don't have that benefit we've got that here in the raleigh durham area and it's it's just a matter of time before it starts happening in garner it certainly happened happening in in uh in uh, Apex and Holly Springs, it's occurring in in Sanford, yes. yep. and and we had a showing you know last week that yep. that could be one coming to Garner as well. Yep. So so that you, you know you have your typical e-commerce distributors, construction supply distributors, just commodity distributors, but we also have the benefit of the life science segment that that is consuming space as well here in this region. And just been that that group benefiting from the region. You know, just the university systems. Absolutely. Yeah. And so uh, here, here, what we're what we're able to provide that type of use is a close proximity to RTP, but the growth that we're seeing here, affordable housing, 
apartments and retail. Sure. So all of a sudden that group, which traditionally is going to have more employees than a traditional distribution e-commerce group, now they can bring executives into the, this location where we are now. Absolutely. Because it's because of the housing, and again, what we started this conversation about transportation. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah so. and I think with the wages in, in that in life sciences in particular, you know, that's a very attractive industry for the town to want to go after and bring. Yeah. And so yeah. we, you know, we look and see what's going on in Sanford, and you know, they even uh, redeveloped an old Sam's Club over in Morrisville and put a life science company sure in that. So yeah. it seems yeah. like. Uh, you know, you have 100, 150,000 square foot laying around somewhere, regardless of what it was, retail or otherwise, you can put a life science company in. Yeah. Now, the market will tell us how deep that market is. I mean, there are yeah. a lot of people kind of getting into that That's segment. True. And it may, we may step back and, and have this conversation in three years and say, <laughs> yeah. you know, there were, a, there were like 100 people getting into it, and it was only a demand for, for 30, yeah. you know, but, yeah. but, but. It goes without saying, it's a source of demand that we all benefit from that, you know, other communities don't. Absolutely. I was going to say, it is very unique to the Triangle, maybe Boston, San Diego, some of those places. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, whenever we're thinking about kind of the future, right, where do you guys see things moving, not only for your particular projects, but just in general? I know, Jimmy, uh, a little bit before we started this, I was talking a little bit about the office. Sure. Um, I know you have a long history in that. Um, I would love to know where that's going to be going. Right. Um, you know, well, the 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 office market is going to follow residential growth and retail growth and hospitality growth and services growth. Before a company will locate somewhere, from an office standpoint, they want to know where their employees are going to live and that they're good options for those company uh, for for those employees. And that's what's happening here. So I think it's just only a matter of time before we're getting some smaller interest from office users, you know, Butterball's over here and some other companies yeah. like that. Uh, and I think you'll continue to see that when the owners and the executives of these type companies, founders, this is a location where they can get all the services they need, sure. but yet they're 10 minutes from, from downtown Raleigh. They're having, you know, 15, 20 minutes to the airport. <clears throat> so... I think that's I think that's going to come, and then and then combined with that, you're going to have companies that are just going to say, "Okay, I'm looking at my bottom line here. I really like being in this this hot location from an office standpoint, but I'm paying forty or fifty dollars a foot, and I'm paying for parking. I can go to Garner. I can build my headquarters there, and I know I can get employees there because of the residential offerings there, the retail offerings." And I'm sure they got a Starbucks out there somewhere. Sure. Yeah. So uh, few of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah a few of them. So, so I, I think that's I think that's coming. But you know, traditionally the office groups they want to be in the, you know, historical areas that have been successful office areas. But I think it's I think it's coming here. Well, I know uh, you know for us in particular because of our proximity, our our future is tied to Raleigh, right? And even during the downturn, I mean not even a downturn, but the blip of COVID. You were still seeing announcements made on the office side. You know, a 20-story yep. tower here. Yep. You know, this developer is looking to do 40 floors there. And even though there has been great givebacks in the office market, you still see new product being announced. You're seeing some deals being driven. The the, the sublease space, Joe, is is a little bit unsettling. That that's the unknown. I mean, when you've got big corporations giving back 1,500,000 feet, and there's several of those in the triangle, but with that said, 
we we feel that the the office market is going to come back. People are going to go back to work. Yes, there's going to be a certain percentage that try to do this, you know, work from home. Work from home but but there's still going to be a need for office space, and and our investors are bullish on it. The, the investors are not pulling back any on right. buying office space. Yeah, it's kind of kind of a buy a buying opportunity for office that's investors. Right. That's right. I mean, they see it as a little dip in the market, and maybe sure. that's the time to go. Whereas, you know, cap rates for industrial is is at yeah. the all-time low, you know, cap rates for office may be, you know, twice as high. That's right. And uh, so therein lies a potential opportunity for an investor. Well, it sounds like the suburban office market is kind of, well, one, that's where we are going to play in because we're a suburban community, but also maybe the communities that have the best promise for office. Yeah. Because you're not having to pay that $40, $50 a square, which is an astounding rate. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And, 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 uh, it, it, it was trending. We've been in the we've been in the business long enough, as you've mentioned, right. where we've seen these trends come and go. I mean, we've we've seen the we've seen the office market where you've got bullpens and you put as many people in there as you can, and that was starting to move the other way again. And then COVID just accelerated that. Sure. So people want to have open spaces. They want to have a little bit more room. They don't want to be on an elevator. They don't want to be crowd. I mean, you know, to, to, you know. 20 or 30. I mean, this isn't to say that these buildings aren't going to continue to be successful, but there is a group of tenants that are going to want to be in suburban environments. Sure. Should kind of change the design. That, that just yeah. change the design, and they want to be in suburban. The downtowns are going to do great. Downtown Raleigh, Durham, they're going to do great, but there are going to be some tenants that are just going to say, you know what, I want a suburban room for my employees. I want it to be easy to get to. I want to have parking. Yeah, so I get it. Yeah, I hope we can capitalize. Yeah, and that. I think yeah, you I can. think Garner will be yeah. in a good position. Yeah, I, I, I do to too. Capture some of those redesign of office buildings. That's right. Absolutely. Well, if you you know work environment. If you ever try to get on I forty going west at eight a.m., you realize how many people are traveling from Johnson and in, even further east on forty to get to sure. the Triangle to work. And I think you know you're kind of bringing that office closer to home, ensuring right. their commute. So hopefully we can capitalize on that. So Ed, on the industrial side. What do you see kind of moving forward the next couple of years? Well, the future's bright. <laughs> and and it, it, the reasons are what we had mentioned before, that, you know, the e-commerce e and companies building up inventory. And, and I read a recent article, uh, uh, an, an analyst wrote an article about, uh, you know, what would it take for a company to be able to say they can deliver same day or next day delivery? And the study that they put together showed well, you've got to have 20 to 22 distribution centers throughout the country. So if you just kind of step back and you think about the trends of companies wanting to deliver to their customers quicker and quicker, there are a lot of companies out there that want to yeah. continue to do that. So that means there's going to be a lot of demand for distribution centers throughout, you know, throughout the whole country yeah. and throughout populated areas. So, you, you know, what, what the trend that will continue is you'll have higher ceilings, you'll have bigger truck courts, you'll have more parking for, for uh, employees and vehicles, and um, you'll see that the barriers of entry, meaning the higher cost of land that's being driven up by apartment developers, multifamily developers, life science developers, industrial developers will have to go a little bit further out, a little bit further out, and we're starting to see that. Yeah. I mean, you're seeing... The Alamance County, Orange County line near Mevin exploding right now. Sure. You're seeing interest down at I-40 and 95. 
and so it'll continue that trend will continue further and further out but i i think i think the writing is on the wall that it's not a blip on the radar screen there's going to be deep demand for distribution space for the foreseeable future well that's great Ed, uh, the group, the Industrial Council with NAI that you talk to these people all around the country, do they feel the same way? Yeah, and it, and and it and it, it's, it's a good, curious. it's an yeah. interesting perspective. Every every month we're on a call from brokers in small, medium, and big markets, yep. and it's consistently the same in all the markets. Now it might be going at a different pace, but the trends are vacancies are going down, rental rates are going up, and demand is high. So it's a national occurrence. Yeah. Well, I think that's all great news for your investors, your developers, and certainly for you all and for the town of Garner. That's uh, sounds like we have got a lot to look forward to in the next couple of years. Well, Jimmy, Ed, thank you for your time today. Um, great insights on the local commercial real estate market. Thank you to Widjian for their investment. Al Nair, please express our sincere appreciation for their investment in our communities. But thank you all for being with us today. And that wraps up another uh, Garner Station podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Jim.